Ah, dearth. Like earth Yay. with a D. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we talk about pop culture stuff, comic books mostly, movies, TV, a lot of TV. We don't have a whole lot of comic books this week. Uh, that's our main thing this week. I'm Eamon. I'm Charlene. <laughs> and our basically our main discussion topic for this week, I thought... Was DC's rebirth? Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you say who you were? Yes. Good. People need to know. <laughs> right. So, uh, do you want to start? No. No. Okay. Good. Um, I finished Girl on the Girl on the Train, the book. I believe we've talked about it a couple times that I've been working through it, mm -hmm. that you are very smart and you figured out the twist killer. Yeah. It's not like a, there's no mystery about that. It's about a killing, right? No. Like we're allowed to say that. Um, what would you say? Like 6%, 7% into the book? You don't know. You don't know how far into the book. Uh, no, I don't remember. Yeah. But it wasn't very far in. Yeah. Yeah. It was about 75% into the book. When I... yeah. You but, got there eventually. You know, we, we briefly discussed that I had a vague idea, but I couldn't remember who or what passage gave me that idea. So, <laughs> so it I, means nothing. Yeah. I mean, it counts for me in my head, but... Are you looking forward to the girl on the train? Book? I mean, not book, movie. <laughs> kind of. It's more. I f see. I'm not sure because I feel like it's more fun when you don't know what the outcome is. I mean, there are other things that are enjoyable to watch about a movie than just like the plot. But it's kind of Emily Blunt. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not saying that I don't think I'm gonna like it. I'm just speculating on that concept of you know whether. If you're going to see a movie that's a book, whether you should read the book first or watch the show first or the movie, that is, you know, that kind of thing. Like for, you know, when we were watching 11, 22, 63, and like, I just couldn't watch it. Well, right. And I think that's a good example of um, an unsuccessful adaptation because I couldn't watch it either. And the book was, I'm sure... Much better. You enjoyed the book. Yeah, it was great. Um, but neither one of us enjoyed the TV show. <laughs> um, it started out okay, and then uh, just kind of lost me. So, lost us. We stopped watching halfway through, which yep. we don't usually do. But um, I feel like we do usually do that. Do we? I mean, if it's not good, sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like even stuff we like, we're like, oh yeah, we'll get back to that. So, other successful adaptations, um, Game of Thrones. 
Yes. Which... And I have not read any of that. So, yeah. However... I say successful adaptations based on what I've heard. Neither one of us has read it, but we did just buy the first book. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about the books. Yeah, me either. But the way they've talked about them in the past have made me uh, hesitant to put in the time. Cause yeah, I just feel like it's not worth off, it. Off-handed comments, like, you know, he spends thousand words describing the food of this particular culture in this land and um they don't make it sound that appealing but when they talk about the stuff they love about the books and how it compares to the show it really makes me want to want um to read it just like so you have some like extra insight into the the world that's created though right i feel like and what pushed right. me over the edge this week was uh, to actually you know buy the first book and start reading it was um just re reading some of the articles online about game of thrones the tv series that's moved beyond the books now and you know people speculating about the future of this world based on what's happening in the tv show and the extra knowledge they have from the books uh i read a couple of things about um that and then we heard you know the podcast we usually listen to and then you said because you had been back and forth about reading the books nah, as well i have not been back and forth yeah I've you had been, been staunchly like, against it yes <laughs> but then this week you were like maybe i could read the books and i was like done <laughs> <laughs> so we have the first the first book um and i'm only a few pages in but it's it's pretty good so far okay. i like the way it's written so do you want to talk about this week's game of thrones right so we missed the last two weeks, actually. So we miss, we haven't talked about the uh, episode where they leave the cave of the Three-Eyed oh, Raven. Oh, yeah. Um, uh. I don't know how to describe if we're going to get into spoilers or, or whatever, but there's a lot of um, things going on in the last couple episodes. This whole season's... I've change my tune there's a lot happening in the season yeah i thought it was weird that you were like it doesn't feel like anything's happening but it feels like everything to me is like really starting to yeah and i saw turning yeah turning real fast and i mm -hmm. saw something today i didn't i do this thing where i don't click i just read headlines yeah, for a lot which of things. drives me nuts because so, i ask you questions and then you're like i don't yeah, know i don't know um but you know the truncated seasons i guess start next season so the what uh, the shortened seasons. Oh like, yeah, there's yeah. There's not going to be as that, many episodes. Yeah. Okay. Um, There'll be like eight, right? Yeah. Instead of ten. I don't know. I just saw. I thought headline. I heard. I, well, I saw. Oh, right. I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. You don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but aside from the heart wrenching scenes from the episode, um, there's a lot of time travel stuff that's kind of being introduced. Yeah, they, but they introduced so, it slowly. I know that a lot of people are like labeling it time travel, but I'm hesitant to like really call it time travel because it's something sort of different than just time travel. Well, that's the question, right? Cause it's, it's time travel. If brand can influence the past. Yeah, but he's still in two places at once though. Right. So is it, is it that he's influencing the past for his current timeline and he's always done this? Well, what's potentially, well, yeah, I mean, that's what, yeah. like, I mean, what's done is done, 
And so everything that he's doing now has already happened, but he doesn't know what's happened. (laughs) (laughs) So for him, it's now, but back, like for Hodor, that was his past, but... Right, and, and so did Hodor always know that this was... Yeah, that's the saddest thing ever. I don't yeah. even want to think about it. <laughs> it's tough. It's it was, a, it, was a, it was a great episode. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, like you never want to see your favorites be done with their time on the show, but, you know, uh, I don't know. There's, there's been a surprising um, dearth of death this season. I think, right? Like, well, tell me what dearth means. <laughs> well, I'm hesitant to <laughs> just claim to know exactly the definition. I think there's a stark absence of, um, <laughs> you know, big deaths. You're just, you're just using a word that you don't know the the actual definition of for, or even like a little bit to... Well, I just told you a little bit. I'm pretty sure that's the definition. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's uh, tons of stuff going on. How um, do you spell this word, dearth? I'm going to say with an E. Well, that's how I spelled it. And Merriam-Webster says doesn't exist. Match found. It's definitely a word. Are you sure? Yeah. (laughs) Ah, dearth. Like earth with a D. (laughs) (laughs) A a scarcity or lack of something. Precisely what I said it was. (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) uh, So, Arya and the many-faced gods uh, seem to be parting ways. Singular? Correct. Yeah, I don't know how. I'm so glad that she's like. Yeah, she's like I've I've pretty much got I what I need never, from you guys. <laughs> I was never cool with her like abandoning her former self. Right. Just not cool. Like she's got some stuff to take care of, and yeah. she knows it. And uh, looks like that's what she's gonna go do. But mm-hmm. she's probably gonna have to kill that way first. Well, so kill or be killed, right? Right. <laughs> um. Right. What's dead may never die. Um, <laughs> different part of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a different part of the world there. John and Sansa, still a good storyline. They haven't really done much. They haven't done any... They weren't... They didn't appear in this past episode. This past um, week. Didn't they? Mm-mm. Not at all. It was all the, the uh, first or fifth episode mm-hmm. where she confronted Littlefinger and mm-hmm. they're gonna... Everybody seems to convert to be converging on River Run and Winterfell. I don't know. I went and saw Civil War again. And Captain America, Civil War. Did yeah. you? Where was I? You went to see The Jungle Book. Uh, well, The Jungle Book was amazing. Yeah. It was really good. And when that comes out on uh, VOD or Blu-ray, we will rent it. So. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to watch with the kids. It was, it was pretty amazingly done yeah it's crazy i mean it's basically like an animated movie except for that kid yeah. even the jungles were all just green screen and really yeah. i wasn't even sure if the landscape like i wasn't sure about the landscape because the yeah, landscape it's mostly was... just all computer generated and it's amazing yeah i, I want to see it but i mean they did a really great job with with it visually but also the story is really good too yeah yeah 
Uh, so did you want to talk about some TV? Because I got a, or I guess we already talked about Game of Thrones, but most of the rest of the it's stuff that I have is, is TV, except for the comic books, as previously discussed. Right. Um, well, I guess preacher. that's all I have, too. And The Bachelorette. <laughs> so, what do you want to start with, Preacher? Yeah. <laughs> so, the, I guess, pilot of Preacher? Mm-hmm. Uh, debuted on AMC last week and we are unfamiliar with the comic book so um, I don't know we we didn't have a lot of I don't know prep or expectation going into yeah. the into the TV series but I really liked pilot it spent a lot of time setting up I think what seemed to be the three main characters and not just focusing on one person um, and I don't know. So the show is Dominic Cooper mm-hmm. is preacher, and Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg kind of ushered in into production, I guess. Um, after it's been kicked around for ten years between uh, different studios, and I know Kevin Smith at one point was trying to get a movie off the ground with uh, Garth Ennis, who wrote the comic book. But uh, I really liked. The I really like the show. Uh, we watched the first half of the after show, Talking Preacher. Oh, did we not finish it? No, we never finished it, and I fell asleep probably about 15 minutes in. Okay. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they shed a little bit of light on how it relates to the comic books, I think. It's the first episode, at least, or the pilot, was kind of a prequel to the episode. I And I've read the description for the comic book, and... It seems like maybe when the comic book kicks off, he's already got this power, whatever he's got inside him, the preacher, to... Yeah, I don't really understand what's going on there. Right. I mean, I'm sure that we will. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure that, like, there's going to be some answers. But I really like the... Because, like, what's the difference between him and those other folks that exploded? Right. Yeah. He can control whatever, or maybe not control, but at least contain. He's a vessel for some other power. I don't know if it's a Hillian or hmm. whatever. Uh, but um, I'm definitely looking forward to future episodes. I think the next one airs tomorrow on AMC. Um, it's a Saturday show. I thought, yeah, well, June 5th, that's tomorrow, right? Nope. Sunday. It's a Sunday show. Mm. Um, a lot of big Sunday shows. That's the big night yeah. for TV. HBO is... I haven't even watched last week's Silicon Valley yet. But I think a Friday show that we might be uh, watching on a consistent basis is Outcast. Yeah, I really am glad that we're going to get to see this. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, me me too. The first the first episode was something. It was really it was really well executed, I thought. It was um you know, when we started we picked up the first few issues of the comic book, first maybe two or three. And I think just two. Yeah, and it was a year and a half ago, two years ago? We were in uh, South Carolina. So two years ago, I guess. Um, 
But the first episode was basically everything I remember from what I read from the comic books. And it was mm-hmm. just really good horror. Um, yeah, but dramatic. And, um, yeah, some some real awesome horror stuff, but without being, like, just completely... Some of it was difficult. Some Like, some of it was hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but... I mean, only only Which is on the beginning was excessively kind of gross, I think. But, um, right? Or am I forgetting something? Um, no, I think that's probably like as far there as was like more gross, gross demonic stuff. possession stuff. Yeah, the, but that, like that as creepy. far as things that were like just hard, like emotionally to watch, that happens a little bit later yeah. in the episode. So, but I think it's well done. But it's really hard to watch. <laughs> the comic book was written by uh, Robert Kirkman, who does The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and the art is uh, Paul Azaceda. Um, and uh, Kirkman was actually on the Nerdist this week. I listened to it. You, did you get a chance to listen to it? No. No. It was. It was I pretty good. I tried putting on a it podcast was... at work this morning. It did not work out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, People were like, what are you doing in here? Are you listening to an audiobook? And then the radio chatter. It was just, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Music's better for... That environment. <laughs> well, usually it's like on a, sh- a slow day, I'm sitting in the quiet. Whatever. Anyway, that's, that's not as important. <laughs> so the podcast, I mean, most of most of the time they spend talking about The Walking Dead and the controversial ending controversial ending of the, the last season and the appearance of Negan... Nagan, whatever his name is, um, all that. But they do talk about Ad- Outcast, and he uh, told this story that apparently he's told several places, but he kind of sold the rights, or he sold the show kind of accidentally. He was just talking to a TV producer who hadn't even written the comic book yet, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to write this comic book about this, and they were like, we'll take it. <laughs> uh, and so he was... Um, developing the comic book and the TV show kind of at the same time. Oh, cool. Um, but like The Walking Dead, the TV show is going to kind of have its differences. Its from own the, journey. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure. I don't really... I think I'll just watch the TV show. Yeah, I don't need um, to read the book. Yeah, me either. But <laughs> it's, it's... It looks... It was it was really good from what I, from what I saw so far. Or what we've seen so far. Um, boy, I don't know. I you're gonna have to drop some stuff. Yeah, I had more TV, but just like uh, Chef's Table season two, very good so on far on Netflix. Awesome. I think I like the first season better as far as like getting emotionally interested in the characters. I'm um, not characters, but you know, <laughs> yeah, the chefs and the focus uh, subject. Yeah. But, um, it's still it's still interesting and good to watch. Yes, extremely interesting to see um, just where these people kind of develop and uh, exactly what goes into the mm-hmm. um, you know their cooking and the restaurant and the most. But almost, how they view almost all of them have that kind of um, you know, like you were going to say the the view of. I don't know, responsibly sourcing food. Yeah. Is there another way to put mm-hmm. it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's um, just like about where food comes and from. And all in different and, ways though. 
Yeah. That's cool. Um, and Ink Master is amazing. Yeah, this is the best season ever. Best season ever. I've only watched two seasons, but this is by far the best one. <laughs> of those two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the only, the last thing I think, as far as TV goes, and I think this will lead into our DC Rebirth discussion, is the season finale of The Flash on the CW. No thanks. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Barry, uh, just keeps experiencing loss as superheroes. Why does his life suck so much? <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess the best parts of the episode are he stops Zoom. Mm -hmm. Obviously. The yeah, big, but then he ruins the universe. The big bad. From, I mean, that might be an overstatement. But. <laughs> uh, this whole season. Uh, and I thought it was, uh, you know, it ended, that, that particular arc of the story ended in a really cool way. Um, but then he makes his decision. Um, basically, DC uses the Flash almost exclusively to, um, kind of rewrite continuity it seems like mm -hmm. uh every every major event that changes their not every uh, i don't have that kind of background but a lot of the major events that change continuity in dc comics and now also apparently in this tv show uh come back to the flash because he's part of the speed force and he can travel through time and uh you know spoilers barry goes back at the end of season two and changes a big thing and yeah. Um, basically creates flashpoint, uh, the flashpoint storyline from the comics for the CW TV universe. Yeah, but it's ruining everything. It'll be interesting to see, um, what they do with that storyline because I know I watched, <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I watched the Flashpoint cartoon movie <laughs> and um, Batman and other characters from the DC universe, especially Batman are a big part of that, that storyline. And if they're not going to use Batman, which they could because the Flashpoint universe, I guess is, you know, Batman is Thomas Wayne, not Bruce Wayne. So it's not. Mm, right. Yeah but I doubt they're going to put Batman in the flash CW. So they're going to have this uh, completely different timeline for the CW flash and everything's just going to be so different. <laughs> so I that like, I feel like it's cheating and also so annoying. Why hasn't he learned by now? <sighs> I told you I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> But it does lead into DC's uh, rebirth, their big event that is, you know, basically, you know, we were, we don't have uh, nearly the grasp that other people might about the consequences of um, past continuity changes, but we did read a pretty good article from a polygon by Susanna Polo that basically lays out rebirth as a, an apology for the new 52. Right. Um, and you know, when we started 
to get back into comics, it was... A year after New 52 started. Right. And we caught up on all the New 52 stuff that we liked. And then discarded all of it, basically. Almost all of it. We stopped reading all of it. Um, what did we keep? Yeah, did I kept reading up? Batman. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. I uh, stopped Wonder Woman. We didn't... We stopped The Flash. Yeah, and, and I didn't know that... Supergirl. Um, the Flashpoint comic book storyline was basically the kicking off point for the new 52. I didn't know that either. So because it had been, I mean, it happened a year before we started reading comics. Yeah. And, and so the, 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 the rebirth event for DC was kicked off with this DC universe rebirth. Number one issue, which was this 80 page comic book written by Jeff Johns. And, um, this is the first like huge continuity change that we've been reading comic books for, right. I think. Um, at least for DC. You know, Marvel did the Secret Wars stuff, which was a pretty big event last summer. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, basically, boy, I don't know. It's there's so much in those eighty pages. Uh, it basically, it follows Wally West, who was part of the old DC universe and just disappeared, disappeared. Um, and he's trying, he's been lost in outside of reality in the basically because of the events of flashpoint. The book itself follows Wally West. And then he also gives a brief recap for the way the flash has, um, altered timelines in the past mm-hmm. and also for flashpoint and rewrote reality basically. Um, and the new 52 was the result of that. Okay. And but there's extra, there's more. It's, yeah. There's, I mean, it's, well, I mean, most notably the addition of some sort of connection to Watchmen universe. Right. Which is just, I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's, it's a weird thing to introduce and it feels, um, it feels wrong kind of to me. Yeah. Um, so it is like a controversial thing, right? Right. Uh, not only because, um, the Watchmen have never been part of the main DC universe and now they seem to be kind of colliding. Um, but also, I mean, there's a lot of layers to it where, you know, the Watchmen was created by Alan Moore. It's just Watchmen. Yeah. And uh, David Gibbons. And, you know, they signed this contract that said the rights would revert to them when the book went out of, went print, out of print. Which was a reasonable expectation at the time, I guess, for a few years. And they didn't get their characters back. And it was so wildly popular that... It's never been out of print. Yeah. And, and then they did the new Watchmen stuff, which Alan Moore really didn't want to have happen. Right. It's a very acrimonious relationship. Yes. Um, between a creator who gave DC a lot of their... A lot of their... Um, um, classic storylines yeah. that they lean pretty heavily on. Um, and so there's that controversy. And then on top of that, using... Uh, the Watchmen, or Watchmen, particularly the one character, Dr. Manhattan, to basically say, um, we know you, you in general, um, the 
you know, comic consuming public pretty much hated the new 52. I mean, it was, Mm -hmm. um, not received well. Yeah. Remember justice league 3000. Um, (laughs) so they're basically trying to reel it all back in and, uh, tie the old continuity back in, um, by using this, uh, character of Dr. Manhattan as he, he exerted his influence over the timeline as Flashpoint um, was. was resolving and basically stole 10 years from all these heroes and everything reverted to basically they're, they're all uh, newer uh, you know heroes than they were and they took away all these old relationships and um, the character histories and they're trying to restore a lot of that uh, and a great example, I guess, would be, or, I don't know, a, a really good example, but also an example that gets uh, super complicated if you haven't followed every beat of the story would be the Superman rebirth right. stuff, which, um, as the New 52 was coming to a close, they had this whole Death of Superman thing going on, which they've done before, but this time they're from what I understand, they've basically like seriously killed the new 52 Superman, but the old Superman from the pre 52 universe was like had lost his powers at some time. And in the convergence storyline, which we didn't follow because it didn't seem interesting. He escaped this, all these events, but he didn't have his powers. And now he's going to, the old Superman is going to be Superman again he's married to Lois. They have a kid. I I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people are excited that the old Superman is going to be Superman again. Mm-hmm. He has all that um, experience. He's going to... Boy, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in the issue, Barry remembers uh, Wally West as he presents himself to him. Um and he basically saves him, pulls him back into reality. Uh, I'm ultimately, I'm excited for what rebirth means for uh, the new storylines. I'm really excited for the Flash series that's coming out, um, the Wonder Woman rebirth with Greg Rucka. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, and we did. We got Batman Rebirth this week. The first issue, not first issue, I guess it's Rebirth, and then they'll go to issue number one of Batman. But that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, boy. Yeah, so, I don't know. They, they're basically um, doing a lot of backtracking in a very creative way. I'll give them that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the the actual to- issue that we've read was good. It was a good yeah. read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's just hard to trust that it's going to stay good and be good just because I've had, you know, not a lot of interest in their storytelling for the past year. So, yeah. Um, also interesting is just throughout that uh, rebirth issue, they talk a lot about the difference between the new 52 
universe and the old universe and how the new 52 universe was basically um you know despair apathy and mm-hmm. the universe before that was uh a little bit hope lighter and love and had all these um lighter notes to it and their dc is um just putting it right on front street that they're trying to go back to that um which is it's an obvious um well it seems like an obvious reaction to not only new 52 but their movie uh warner brothers universe that they're trying to kick off and all the negative reactions they've had to that and how dark that is it's good that they're not trying to stick with something that's not working for them so that's good it's just uh, they're gonna it's gonna be some time i think to really see how they're gonna do with it i mean suicide squad is coming up yeah that looks like it's not going to be like total yeah no it's it looks um gloom and doom yeah it's definitely got some uh liner notes in it it's the same kind of pale uh you know or i don't know the same visual tone it seems like um which i'm okay with yeah i really I'm not completely opposed to the visual tone of the DC universe. I I can appreciate the criticisms they've endured, but um, yeah, the comics are trying to head in a different direction, and um, I wonder how much the um, the Watchmen universe will bleed into the DCU, and if it's going to be like an ongoing thing, or if they're just going to use it as a transition mechanism yeah that'll be interesting (laughs) you look super interested no it's just yeah i don't like it like i i wish you know that they'd found another way i mean it's it is creative it's good thinking it's but i feel like it's not theirs to play around with you know I know yeah. that legally and technically it is, but that's just a technicality. Like, it shouldn't be that way. So. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else? No. Rebirth or I otherwise? I mean, Afterlife with Archie. Right. Yeah. Uh, that stuff Afterlife just got with Archie. Roll. <laughs> <laughs> Afterlife with Archie did come back. Uh, it's been a super long time yeah. uh, since the last issue. And... Remember when we went to Heroes Con and bought the trade paperback just to have Frank Avia sign it? And he, his signature is an F with a circle around it. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Money well spent. <laughs> anyway. But you can never have too much afterlife with Archie, I guess. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... People are going to be like, why did you uh, write this big F on here? It's not even that big. It's pretty little, actually. Why did you put this little F on here? People probably won't even see it, so we don't have to worry about it. (laughs) So, um, but I guess that'll wrap up this episode. We can be found on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, where I geek you, uh, on all those uh, places. Geekchew.com is our website. You can see some of our content there download episodes or you can subscribe via itunes or stitcher leave a rating review 
And I guess that'll just about do it. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it. <laughs>